No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see where Goliath appears and taunts the armies of Israel for 40 days. But David arrives on the scene and you know the rest of the story. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 on Simply the Bible. There are certain Bible stories that are classics. Noah and the Ark is one that comes to mind. Such stories are often told in Sunday school and in children's books. Such is the story before us today, David and Goliath. There is something so intriguing about the underdog shepherd boy taking on the big giant that nobody else would mess with. And we see the faith of this teenager who would be king. We pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. This was the front line of the battle theater between Israel and the Philistines. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, and a shield-bearer went before him. So Goliath stood nine feet nine inches tall. His coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. His spearhead weighed 15 pounds. By any estimation, Goliath was a formidable opponent. He was an awesome specimen to behold, an ancient weapon of mass destruction. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Goliath was taunting Israel. He was playing with them like a cat plays with a mouse. His brazen defiance wasn't only against the armies of Israel, but also against the Lord whom they served. There was so much on the line here. Not only would an Israelite soldier be severely mismatched pound for pound with this beast of a man, but if he lost the battle with Goliath, 
then all the Israelites would become servants of the Philistines. Now, Saul would have been the most likely candidate to go against Goliath. Remember that he stood head and shoulders above his fellow Israelites. But Saul was too afraid to face the giant, and his fear was contagious, spreading throughout his army. Now, David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years, in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. David was now working for Saul occasionally. He would play his harp for him whenever a distressing spirit came upon him. But then David would go back and forth between Gibeah, where Saul lived, and Bethlehem, where he continued to watch his father's sheep. It is thought that David was now about 17 years old. David's three oldest brothers were impressive in physical appearance. You'll recall that when Samuel saw Eliab, that he thought surely this was the one the Lord would anoint as king. So David's brothers were more physically impressive than David, but we will see that David had stronger faith and was more skilled in the weapons of the spiritual kind. Verse 16, And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days, morning and evening. Forty is a significant number in the Bible, usually relating to testing. In the days of Noah, it rained forty days. The children of Israel were forty years in the wilderness. Jonah gave the Ninevites forty days to repent, and then judgment would come. Jesus fasted and was tempted 40 days in the wilderness. God was using Goliath really to test the faith of his people Israel, but no one would step up in faith and courage. Let me tell you that the people whom God ends up using are those who step up in faith and courage. Both God and people are looking for such leaders who will risk for success. Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp, and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. The army of those days did not supply food to its soldiers. Each family was responsible to supply the needs of their own sons who went to war. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army, and David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then, as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, 
Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. David must have been shocked to see what was going on. No doubt on the way he had imagined what this battle scene must have been like as Saul's army was fighting hard against the Philistines with the Lord on their side and the Philistines on the run. But what he found was one giant intimidating the entire army of Israel, including King Saul and David's own older brothers. The entire scene must have been very disheartening to him, to say the least. Like when your favorite football team chokes in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Have you ever noticed how clever people can be at making excuses? We justify and rationalize our own behavior so we can save face. We blame shift. The woman you gave me, Lord, it's her fault. The men of Israel didn't admit that they were lacking faith in God. Rather, it was that Goliath was simply too big. And that's often the way we deal with the giants of our lives. All we see is the great problem before us. And we are overwhelmed and discouraged. But what about the great God who has promised to be with us? If we are fighting the Lord's battles, then we never need to be afraid. If Goliath had come to defy Israel, then they should have also known that he was defying the Lord. The glory of the Lord was at stake. He was the one who said that he would deliver his people from the Philistines. But their fear of Goliath had overwhelmed their faith in Yahweh. Now, rather than leading his men into battle against Goliath and the Philistines, Saul offered a reward for whomever could bring the giant down. That soldier would have money, marriage, and be tax-exempt in Israel. It was a sweet pot of gold, that is, if you were attracted to Saul's daughter. David questioned everyone about the reward. He wanted to clearly understand the terms that were being offered. After all, he was considering risking his own life to go against this Philistine. But notice, David was more concerned about removing the reproach from Israel than about receiving personal reward. And here's where we get a glimpse into the great heart of David, a heart that God said was after his own heart. David knew that the reputation of the Lord was at stake and he couldn't stand to see the Lord not being glorified among the nations. The one who would compose so many psalms glorifying God had a great heart for God's reputation. 
I believe we would accomplish far more for the kingdom of God if we had such a heart for God's glory in the world. We are to make the name of Jesus famous and respected among people. By our words and actions, we should seek to glorify him and not bring him reproach. It troubles me when I see Christians say and do things that embarrass me, things that I don't think reflect well upon the grace, truth, and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. So may God help us to have such a jealous heart for our Lord's reputation and for the reputation of his church in the world today. That's a warrior's heart. That is the heart of David. That is the heart after God's own heart. And ultimately, it's the heart that will defeat the giants that come our way. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing story of David and Goliath, a story that has meant so much to so many for so long. Lord, we pray that we would take to heart the faith that it teaches to realize that if you are for us, who can be against us? And I pray that as we face the challenges, the giants in our own lives, Lord, that you would help us have faith in your mighty power and do what you tell us to do, knowing that the battle belongs to the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where David volunteers to face Goliath and Saul reluctantly agrees. Then we'll see the secret of David's giant slaying success. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.